Welcome to Center in the Seat. I'm Lizelle. And I'm Elsie. Hey, thanks for being with us this week. Um, we've been talking a lot about these words that Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5. And, you know, I think it just gives, it has given me a little more clarity and direction on how to, my, um, how to live my life in the best way as a Christ follower, just to, to show love and light in this world, which feels really overwhelming sometimes. Um, and so this week, this little section of Thessalonians says, we urge you brothers and sisters, that's me, um, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. And patience. Hmm. It's the them all part that's bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I can't do that without Jesus. Yeah. I'm just saying it is not possible for me and my flesh without the Lord to love them all and be patient with them all. So for those of you that are new to your walk um, with Jesus, the flesh does not mean that she unzips her flesh and takes it off because that whole be patient in my flesh oh. seems a little creepy. Oh, uh, true that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're new around here, um, you know, basically we couldn't do it without I couldn't. Oh, no, I'm with you, girl. Yeah, I mean. But a feistier level. (laughs) Depends on the day. You would give them dirty looks. I'd just throat punch them. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) There you go. Well, I love, you know, he isn't talking about those who are ill and sick when when he's talking about this. He's really referring to those people who are weak in faith and desire, um, knowledge to increase their faith. And I think, um... What occurred to me when I read this, so it's real easy to think, oh, this is so nice. I can encourage other people that want to know more about Jesus and, you know, live a better life. Well, right. But what my little heart and mind goes to is that there's always a person who needs this, and it's me. Mm, If I just just look in the mirror every single day, I am the one who needs to be admonished and encouraged and helped (laughs) to be Mm -hmm. patient. And that can be um, weak, Mm -hmm. you know, and need encouragement in my faith. I can be faint-hearted myself. And so, again, back to humility. Boy, this is really becoming a theme. I think we're, (laughs) God has us on a journey, girl. Um. For those of you that we have perhaps been prideful to, we're sorry because apparently God is chastising us through our very own podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, how do we do all of that rebuking and encouraging with all the patience and love of Christ? Well, I love this because, you know, two weeks ago we had Be the Sunshine, right? Right. Um, so this week we're saying wear some sunscreen. Yes, we are. Wear it. Armor of God. Um, so I, several years ago, had this place removed off of my face. Um, it was a basal cell carcinoma. And it was a little, 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 little teeny tiny thing that it was like a miracle that the eye doctor even noticed. Like, I mean, I knew it was there, but it, it didn't look like anything. And it ended up to be basal cell. So I had to have all this surgery and reconstruction. And it was super extra. But anyway, I was really thankful <laughs> That it was all over, and I'm a little crooked, but it's all fine. At least I'm cancer-free up there now. But what I, when I did the research, um, 
I found that what happens is there is just a tiny outer, um, I guess, presence of the cancer. But what is happening is that the cancer is basically growing little legs deeper into my body, which is why they had to take so oh, much out. That's yeah, terrifying. Exactly. It's hidden underneath the skin, just growing deeper and deeper. And the longer it's there, the deeper those little legs of cancer grow um, until it's removed. And it reminded me that that's how sin is. Like those little tiny seeds um, of sin, like resentment and anger and fear, they really do, once they kind of get into our hearts, they can really start to alter our DNA and our trust in God. And if we don't, you know, pay attention to them and notice that they're there, and if we just continue to ignore them and they're not addressed, they grow deeper and deeper into our hearts. And then it starts to show, though, on the surface. That's what I was going to say, because, like, here you are, you know, beautiful, you're adorable, on the outside, you are like perfect to many people, but even you didn't know that you had right ugly growing inside you deeper and deeper by the day. Yeah, but that little tiny, you know, place along my eye was a sign, and so I started thinking, what are those signs that we have let those those um, seeds of sin kind of take root? And it's it's harsh it's harsh words. Mm-hmm. It's continued sin, more sin. It's ungodly action or it's crippling thoughts of insecurity mm-hmm. um, and fear. And that makes us weak and faint-hearted. Um, you know, some people say fear is basically the absence of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I let fear dominate most of my life. And you would have never known that I was fearful because actually I came out really brazen and strong. But I was kind of trying to hit it head on, if that makes any sense. But it trickled into every aspect of my life. It trickled in the way I parented my children. It trickled into things I allowed my children to do. It trickled into, um, normally if I'm sitting in a restaurant, my back is to the wall. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't aware of just how much fear drove so many aspects of my life until I started to dig deeper into it. And fear is an ugly, ugly thing. Um, and it can paralyze you. I, I agree. It can. And I think fear is the root of so many sins and so many idols, as we talked about in the golden calf. Um, it's strong, man. I mean, it can take root, and you don't even know it's there. Like you said, I mean, can you talk a little bit more about sitting with your back um, against the wall in a restaurant? Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. I have seen a lot of stuff in my life. I'm 45, and I've probably seen way more than most people ever want to see in their life. And so I had seen a lot of this stuff firsthand. And so now I am responding to something that I've actually been a part of or witnessed myself. So in my mind, all you people that are living in this little la-la bubble land have no idea the amount of evil and bad that is around you. And so I sit with my back to the wall so I can always see the perimeter, so I can always know who's in the room, so I can always, I don't want someone behind me. I wanna know where the exit is. I wanna see the people entering you know, into the room so I can gauge them on the way in. 
Wow. Uh, and I didn't realize that the rest of the world didn't think like that. Um, another weird thing is I will not run to exhaustion. So if I go out for a run, I always make sure there's enough juice for a fight at the end, just in case someone tried to pull me off the, off the trail. Wow. People are like, that's not normal. I'm like, oh, it's not. It's not? <laughs> that's how I've always done things. Right. And so while those do seem like very wise things, they cannot control your life. They can't. When it's starting to affect the way you're experiencing this beautiful creation God has created for us to enjoy, it's an issue. So was there someone that came into your life to kind of admonish you, not even admonish you, it's like not in trouble, but maybe encourage you, um, like it says, encourage the faint-hearted and help the weak and be patient. Was there someone that came in to your life to, that started speaking some truth? Um, I know that you spent a lot of time in the Word of God, and that really um, started to change things for you. But did God send someone along in your life that really began to do that? So it's interesting, because first it wasn't a person, but it was a tragedy in my life that happened. And it was um, one of the most tragic things that I thought, if this happens, it'll kill me. Um, and it happened, and I lived. Uh, she is still sitting here. I'm not talking to right. the ghost, so that is true. Yeah, I mean, this is in 2017, and while it was hard and every bit of it sucked so bad, and I never want anyone else to experience what I experienced, it just made me realize all the stupid fears that I had because the one ultimate, like one of the ultimate fears that I had came to fruition, and I survived, and I only survived with God. Um, and then, you know, that grew me, that experience grew me. And I spent a year, not in isolation, but just kind of to myself and with a few good friends. And then after that, um, recently someone has come in and, and speaks like, you are driven by fear. Uh, and just me working through those things and, and trying to allow my kids to experience life a little differently. My older kids will tell you, um, I mean, they have a lot of fear. I see how it plays out in their life. Because that is the stuff I spoke into their life. Right. But it was not because I wanted them to be fearful. It is because I know what I have seen in my life. Well, and, and you didn't know what you didn't know. Yeah. You which know. is what we said before. But I love the fact, I love that you share that story and that you you talk about, I mean, God really had you on a journey, like growing closer to him and through a tragedy, you know, you, you survived that. He used that for good. And then he also put those people in your life. Uh, but your heart was open to it, mm. you know? I mean, how often, uh, I'm, I'm a little stubborn, as I know you are, probably <laughs> more, um, we can be so resistant to people coming into our lives and encouraging us and to help us, and we can see their patience as sort of, um, you know, condescending. And like, I don't need you, you know? Like, I don't yeah. need your little encouragement. You don't have, I'm not your project, you know? And I think... Again, that goes back to where's your heart in this? Are you are you just anticipating that this person sees you at a they don't see you as a project? Well, I mean, maybe some people do. But I mean, you know <laughs> I think I'm a lot of people's projects. <laughs> I don't think it is that. I think it's that people really want to come alongside and encourage and love others. because um, I am always looking at the bright side of things. And we take it a different way, but you didn't. And you absorbed that encouragement and you listened. And I know some days it was probably harder than a, you know what, yeah. but, um, 
it, it was hard and it wasn't fun and it sucked, but you did it and you learned from it. And I think accepting, you know, that encouragement, I don't know, kind of laying down our flag, you know, and saying, I do need a little encouragement and I am feeling kind of weak right now. I need you to kind of step in. Yeah. I mean, how, I've been there, you know. When, there, when you have nothing left and you're just sitting there empty and hollow, mm. the only person that can come to your rescue at that point is God, right? Right. And when you're more stubborn, sometimes God has to take you to that level. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I always have to learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was thinking about, you know, how do we handle this? How do we, when we recognize that these little seeds mm. are starting, to, you know, are, are, have like taken root or they're in there, of distrust, this disease of distrust and sin, what is it? So first we can wear that sunscreen, like Mm -hmm. we talked about, Mm -hmm. which is the armor of God, which is protecting ourselves and not even letting them enter, basically like deflecting them. Yeah. That's a lot harder um, than it it sounds. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Especially in, you know, we have so many things coming at us all the time. Yeah. It's exhausting. So the Word of God really can protect our hearts and our minds and keeping our attention and our focus on the Lord and things um, that honor and praise and that aren't of this world. Um, His word challenges us and rebukes us and trains us and corrects us, all the while giving us a dose of patience and encouragement, which I love. But the challenge is remembering to put on the sunscreen. Mm. And doing it every day because you can't just do it once. Yeah. And you have to do it, you know, every hour. Yeah, you have to reapply. Yeah. I tell my kids <laughs> all the time, I'm like, putting it on once and then spending six hours at the pool is not enough. Right. So, like, reading God's Word and filling up your um, heart with goodness and truth and, um, you know, God's will for your life, then go shopping for three hours. You better come back and fill back up. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's a praise and worship song right. or, you know, whatever it is, it's like, what are you filling your mind with? all throughout or maybe you know hopefully you're reading you don't just follow crazy people on Instagram and TikTok you follow some <laughs> people that post some good scriptures or you know it's just those little tiny things you know it's not like you have to sit down and study your bible for every hour right you know and some days it's easier for me than others to absorb his word and keep it in there it kind of depends on the day where my heart is what's going on in the world uh but we, I think we all need those little tiny things, whether it's a picture in your home, whether it's a bracelet with a cross on it, that when you see it, you're like, okay, got to refocus, got to recenter, armor of God. Um, this is where a tattoo with the word word on you would be good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, focusing on, I love Philippians 4, 8. You know, it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Yeah. It has not felt like that is (laughs) the story of late, you know? And so sometimes our armor isn't up. We don't, we forget to reapply our sunscreen and those those seeds come in um, and they produce, you know, the sin of angerness and bitterness and resentment and fear. And, but we can still get rid of them. 
Yeah. First, we have to recognize them, that they're there before they take root and cause start causing more destruction. But we remove it simply with the cure of, it's like putting some aloe on it, right? Mm. And it may take just a little while for the burn to go away and maybe the guilt, but that's not from God. That's ourself, you know, or Satan. But just ask forgiveness. Recognize it's there and just ask the Lord. I had to do this so many times. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so sorry I thought that or did that. Lord, I don't know what else. Please help me recognize this next time in my life and please forgive me. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, try to do better the next day. Yeah. And that's enough. It doesn't feel like enough sometimes, but that's enough. And so there's always a way out. There's always a way out of those, of those, with getting rid of those seeds. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I think, be careful what you're binging, right? If you could um, maybe binge Jesus as much as you binge watch uh, Highlander. Is that a show, Highlander? Was it a show? Something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that would, that would be uh, good. But also, um, taking what you're thinking... And a, comparing it to God's word, or if it's something you're really struggling with, I do it all the time. I'll have to call Allison and go, "Hey, help me through this." Um, having those people in your life that you can reach out to, that when you're not even strong enough to hold that still, that they'll do it for you. That's right. Oh gosh, I love that. There, you know, so many times in my life where I have had to. <laughs> Oh my gosh, y'all! We're we're having a break in of dogs in my <laughs> in the in the podcast studio. <laughs> They've broken in. Um, the Julia of Pets. So many times in my life where I haven't been able to do it, you know, where it just hasn't felt enough for me to cry out to the Lord, even though I know it is. And that's why he sends us those amazing people, puts those people in our lives that encourage us and build us up and can pray for us. And um, I just pray that you have those people in your life. Um, and that if you don't, that God will start to place those people in your path those mentors, those Christian friends, neighbors, those sisters in Christ and brothers in, you know, in Christ. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite studies, and I know we're getting ready to wrap up, but um, was The Armor of God by Priscilla Shire. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. That study right there is was just so eye-opening and encouraging and um, thought-provoking. So if you're looking for a study to do, because we're all kind of still at home, um, I would check that study out. It's really great. Get a couple people together. Absolutely. I definitely came out stronger, you know, and with my understanding of what it means to keep the armor of God, you know, up at all times. Absolutely. And it's a great way to talk with your kids, too. Um, You know, just just about how the Lord, as they go out in the world and they're they're dealing with situations, it's a real tangible way to introduce to them the protection of God's Word, you know, and, and the power of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, on that note. Um, <laughs> your dog saw something, and I'm afraid to ask what it was because they ran back like it was a ghost. Y'all, we got to go. <laughs> We're always keeping it real up here in the attic, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hey, until next week, we we appreciate you all, and we look forward to uh, being with you next time on the Sit on the Site.